Welcome back to Cold America. I'm your favorite host, your only host, back here again today to give you some more eh, guess guess picks. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go good guesses. I mean, come on. I'm not in Vegas. I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah, my educated guess, but it's a guess. Well, let's start out because it is Iron Bowl week. And so we got to start out there. We got to start out with Alabama-Auburn, a game that needs no introduction. To some, Alabama's biggest rival. And I get it. I see why. To me, it's our second biggest rival. Um, but in, in recent history, yeah, it's still up there. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, all right. I was trying to think of exactly how I wanted to word that. So, pardon me. But, I mean, I think Tennessee's our biggest rival. That's, you know, the long-standing tradition. We only smoke cigars after one team. Yes, you will see the meme being posted about uh, Coach Bryant. He said, sure, I'd like to beat Notre Dame, but nothing matters more than beating that Cal College on the other side of the state. He said that that time, that year. Hmm. He also said, in a different year at a different time, I mean, let's remember how long he was here at a different time, uh, he said, well, Auburn's kind of like your little brother that you, know, you can beat up on and stuff, but Tennessee is that annoying neighbor that you just need to go across the, go over the fence and, and kick their ass. So, he's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think if he was allowed today, I'd like to ask him. And uh, say, all right, which one? I mean, because coach talk, you ask Coach Saban, you're never going to get the And the answer is always going to be the game that matters the most the next game. They all matter the same. It's part of the process. The game that matters the most is the next one. Doesn't matter if it's Auburn or Tennessee or Georgia Southern. Or who it is. That's the game that matters most. But it is kind of interesting that we already have that SEC championship game scheduled the next week. And Georgia looks pretty good. And so your question is, does this game matter? At all. Does it? If Alabama loses this game, but then were to upset Georgia... They'd be in the playoffs. That's <laughs> that. So does it matter? Mm. Interesting. For Auburn, does it matter? They're already six and five. They're going to a bowl. Not a good one, but they're going to a bowl. Yeah, it matters. It matters to the players. It matters to the people of the state. The rivalry, that's what makes rivalry games fun. They do matter to us. In the grand scheme of things, meh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Look, Alabama's 10-1. and one. Auburn's 6-5. and five. But they always say, throw the record books out the window. It doesn't matter. When Pat Dye interviewed at Auburn, he had, uh, he had come from East Carolina. 
and he went in to do an interview, and they had interviewed a bunch of guys, and they always ask him all the same question, how long is it going to take for you to beat Alabama? And some of them, well, you know, i got to get my players in, i got to get my system, i got to get this, we got to get that. And Pat now sat there, and he leaned back in his chair, and he said, well, I reckon about 60 minutes. <laughs> I always thought that was just a great answer. Hmm. For those of you that don't know, a football game lasts 60 minutes. On the clock, not in real time. In real time, it's like three hours. Anyway, get into, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this game. Alabama is 10-1, but we're 6-5 and five against the spread this year. Mmm. Auburn's 6-5. and 5-6 five. Five and six against the spread this year. The, the all-time series, Alabama's 47-37-1, leading it. I'd like to see that stretched out. I'd like to see it stretched out. And if you go back and look at the history of it, it was Auburn that jumped out first. And then Alabama answered. And answered with vigor. Nick Saban, since he's been at Alabama, dominant as he's been. Greatest, I mean, just unprecedented run. A true dynasty like no other that we've seen. We talked about it over and over and over. And this year, even the young kids are seeing as Clemson and LSU and the other teams that have been so good have fallen off. They've gone, wow. Okay, I get it. This should be a down year for Bama, too, with all that we lost. But it's not. It's this unprecedented dynasty. Before his success, he is 9-5 and five against Auburn. Since his time at Alabama. I'm not counting the LSU years or any others. 3-4 and four on the plane. Now we know some crazy stuff. They won the last two down there. Last two times that we've gone down to Auburn, they've beat us. Clay, some of y'all like to talk about the, the voodoo, the curse, the jinx, whatever you want to call it. I do not. It makes me want to go down there and punch them in the mouth and whip them. And I hope that our players feel the same way. Uh, Alabama's a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, that line seems ridiculous. Because, like I just said, they've won the last two times that we've been down there. Mm. But go look at the scores. Since Saban's been here, other than one or two games, when Auburn beats us, it's a close game. It's a one-score game. When we beat Auburn, we dragged them up and down the field. It's because they finally irritated us enough to where we go, all right, you know what, let's put them in their place. And it doesn't matter how bad we beat them. It does not matter. Their fans are still going to talk about the one they did win, you know, a few years ago. You're going to hear about the kick six 32 times minimum over the next few days. Probably eight of those would be for Gary Danielson during the game. And 
you know what? I think Bama's going to take all that out of play. Auburn not playing well. I mean, come on. Look at the look at these losses that they've had in recent. They have played better at home. They do not have Bo Nix. I think that is an advantage for Auburn. <laughs> I just saw a meme a minute ago. It said uh, it has a picture of Bo Nix, and it says, uh, I don't always talk smack about Alabama, but when I do, it's when I don't have to play them. And if that ain't the truth, hmm. But we actually have a quarterback. Oh, we got a Heisman contending quarterback. He's going to spin it. He's going to put up points. There's no doubt about that. The over-under of 56, over big. Big on the over. All right? 19 and a half, though. 19 and a half. Will Anderson's going to do Will Anderson things because he's the best player in college football. Period. He is. Do we cover? Of course we cover. The Crimson Tide's going down there. They're going to handle business. They're going to look good. And, oh, then it's on to Athens. Or on to Atlanta. See Georgia. We'll get into that one next week, buddy. See, I just looked ahead. I looked ahead. That's something the players can't do. That's not part of the process. I should stop. Can't overlook Auburn. Can't overlook Auburn. Anyway. Tide rolls. Iron Bowl week. It's going to be awesome. I love Iron Bowl week. I always uh, hear at Unique this time. I've been doing this for years at many different bars. On Thanksgiving Day, I open up 11 a.m. And I'll put out the ham, the turkey, the dressing, and a few sides and desserts. And then if other people want to bring stuff, they can. Uh, nobody's required to, but I just put it out on the table, buffet style, and go help yourself. And, um, you know, a lot of service industry people, a lot of our friends, they can't go home for Thanksgiving because Friday is Black Friday. And then Saturday's the Iron Bowl. And especially when the game's here. <laughs> no, 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 no. So... Uh, it's a busy week for me where you know, cause I have to cook all that and I have to make time to do it. And uh, when my short day is a 14-hour uh, day, that's on Sundays, yeah, it makes it a little tough. But I think I got it figured out. I think I got it planned out, and so we'll be good to go. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to doing Thanksgiving here uh, with everybody, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, uh, this weekend. And then you know, Friday, you got football starting at 11 a.m. Goes all day and night. You got basketball with all the tournaments going right now. Starting early in the morning, going until late at night. You know, 2 o'clock this morning, uh, whenever we were closing up, it, uh, or yesterday, I guess I should say, last night, but I don't know, it was like nine hours ago. So uh, there, there was a game they just finished. You know, St. Mary's had just beaten Notre Dame. So it was awesome. Um, and now back here now, and there's a game already going, and you got Champs League soccer about to start here in a minute. The Manchester United and Ole, but we'll get into that later, maybe, if there's time. Uh, another Thanksgiving night, you got Ole Miss and Miss Steak, the Egg Bowl at 6.30 Central Time. Ole Miss is 9-2. 6-4-1 and one against the spread. 
Mississippi State seven and four. Seven and four against the spread. All right. Mississippi State comes into this game as a point favorite at home. <clears throat> the over-under is at 61 and a half. I, I love the over in this game. Will Rogers can spin it. If Will Rogers was at Alabama, he would be in the Heisman race. I believe. Um, I think he's very good. Matt Corral at Ole Miss was in the Heisman race. Neither of them had good games against Alabama, which is amazing because everybody's trashing our defense this week. But, you know, whatever. Uh, That's what you get when you have young teams and inexperienced teams. You get inconsistency. But uh, Ole Miss State, I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, Two years ago, State at home, uh, they should not have won. But Ole Miss's guy decided to crawl around like a dog and pretend to pee on the field, and it cost them a victory. Yeah, this is a college student. That sounds like something somebody drunk on the strip would do, not a college athlete in their biggest rivalry game in one of the biggest moments at the end of the game. But what an idiot. This time, I don't think anybody from Ole Miss uh, crawls around I think the lane train gets the W over the Pirate. Give me Ole Miss. And the over. Missouri came to life here at the end of the year. They're 6-5. and five. Come off that huge upset win over Florida. Hey, how about that call? Plus nine. Money line. Thank you, Missouri. Thank you. The zoo, baby. Well, they travel down to Arkansas. To Arkansas. Seven and four. Not a lot of Arkansas fans came to Tuscaloosa. I think they rested up for Missouri this week. So, you know, their their fan base is ready to go. I met a couple of them, and they were fun, but, you know, good people. But that's only because uh, I already knew their relatives. Uh, but uh, Missouri six and five, only three and eight against the spread this year. Arkansas seven and four. They're six, four, and one against the spread. Uh, this game's going to be on Friday afternoon at 2.30, by the way. Arkansas is a 14-and-a-half point favorite. Now, this is a Missouri team that I watched uh, struggle to beat Vanderbilt. And I, they're, not, they're not good. Arkansas, you know, they got the – I think Arkansas is the better team. I do. I just don't like the 14-and-a-half. The hook. Hmm. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to buy it down to 13 and a half and I'm going to take uh and I'm going to take Arkansas. But that's just, you know, yeah, why not? The over under in that game is 62 and a half. Kind of like the over. Kind of like the over. But when do I not? Mm. Next game up here, Georgia. Georgia is playing Georgia Tech at 11 a.m. This is the do not touch of the week. Now, normally, I drop the hammer on Georgia. Georgia's 11-0. They're 7-4 against the spread. Georgia Tech's 3-8, only 4-7 against the spread. 
Georgia's a 35-point favorite, over-unders 54-and-a-half. I don't think Georgia Tech's going to score more than 17, which is the most Georgia's given up this year to Tennessee, by the way. Our real rival. <laughs> and and uh, so normally I would, go, I would go Georgia, but how much are they going to show? And how much are they going to play everybody knowing Alabama and the SEC championship game are the next week? Because of that, I don't like this game. I'm not touching this game. Uh, but if I'm picking, I'm taking Georgia. I'm not going to go into depth about that one a lot. I will tell you, I love it. Uh, good old-fashioned hate. That's Georgia, Georgia Tech. Clean Clean old-fashioned hate. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun one. The uh, I have I remember years ago, uh, Georgia Tech had won a couple years in a row, and this is way back, like you know when they were good. So we're talking like late nineties, mid nineties, and Georgia's beating them. Georgia's beating them bad, and. Georgia scores a touchdown with like seven seconds to go and then went for two and got it. And then a fight broke out. And it was awesome. So, nothing like some clean old-fashioned hate. But uh, And because of that, I could see Georgia, you know, wanting to run it up. But at the same time, knowing. This is a thing. Times have changed. But it's a different world we live in. And there are bigger fish to fry. And just running it up on your on your uh, rival. A and M LSU. A and M's eight and three. They're seven and four against the spread. LSU's five and six. Four six and one against the spread. That's pretty terrible. LSU. Um, LSU needs this game to get bowl eligible. They're not gonna get it. A and M's a six and a half point favorite. A and M goes into Baton Rouge. They handle them. The over under. 45 and a half. Eh, I'm not big on that either way. But give me A&M. Give me Jimbo. I, li- I like A&M a lot in that game. FSU and Florida. <laughs> Do y'all remember when FSU and Florida was a big game? If so, you're old. You're back and your knees hurt. Because, uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, Dan Mullen, goodbye. Nobody likes you. Dan Mullen's not a good person. I've talked about it on the show before. I'll say it again. He's not a good person. I don't feel bad for him. I'm happy to see him getting fired. Um, Florida State. Florida State's five and six. And they're five and six against the spread. Florida's five and six. They're three and eight against the spread. You know why? Because they struggled with Sanford a couple of weeks ago. And they've lost games that people that they shouldn't have lost. They lost to South Carolina. When everybody said they shouldn't have lost that game. Mm. Florida's a two-point favorite. Florida State's not good. Who did they lose to? Was it Jacksonville State or Troy? They both have some bad losses. This game's in the swamp. I think that's why Florida's a two-point favorite. I'm going to take Florida. I'm going to roll with you, Gators. I don't want to. I'm pulling for Florida State. Uh, but I think Florida might get this win, be bowl eligible, 
and then watch the circus continue. But I'll take Florida. Vanderbilt, you're two and nine. Five and six against the spread. Tennessee, six and five. Going to a bowl. Five and six against the spread. Well, that doesn't make things easy now, does it? Tennessee's a 31-point favorite, the over-under 62.5. Tennessee's offense has come to life and has been putting up points. And so I like Tennessee in this game. Uh, Even though it's 31, it's a bigger spread. I'm not big on it. I'm two and a half stars, but I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, That's more of the fact that Vandy is not good. Uh, Kentucky and Louisville. Kentucky's eight and three, seven and four against the spread. Louisville six and five, six and five against the spread. Louisville's a two-point favorite at home. Kentucky's obviously been a much better team at home all year than they have been on the road. It's not that far of a trip. Give me the SEC at plus two points. C A T S. Cats, cats, cats. Basketball season started, but I don't know how excited they are for that. Um, it's very, very excited. That's how excited they are. Come on, it's Kentucky. But I'll, the over/under is at fifty-seven. If I if I pick, I take the over. But I'm really not big on that. Last SEC game, South Carolina six and five, five five and one against the spread. I told you they beat Florida. You saw them beat Auburn. Wow. Shane Beamer doing things down there. Clemson. The rivalry. The in-state rival. Comes to Columbia. Eight and three. Clemson is three and eight against the spread this year. They were big for me last week. Thank you, Clemson. Thank you for handling Wake Forest. I told you about Wake Forest D, and that's the reason Clemson's offense woke up. So this week, Clemson's an 11-point favorite. Over-unders at 43. Ugh. Give me uh, South Carolina and the points at home. Plus 11. They're already going to a bowl. This is going to make this season so much better if they're able to win. I might sprinkle the money line here. I might sprinkle it. But I'm going to... uh, I'm definitely going to take the points of 11. And that 43 over-under, I'm not touching. I mean, that's just, what is that? Now, let's get into some out-of-conference games, some games that don't involve the SEC. Uh, Boise against San Diego State, number 14, San Diego State. Boise, 7-4, 7-4 against the spread. Uh, San Diego State's 10-1. They're 5-5-1 against the spread. Boise's minus 2.5. Give me Boise. At San Diego State, covering the two and a half, winning this game, knocking off San Diego State. That is a ranked team against the unranked team. And the unranked team's favorite, Boise. The next game you got here, Iowa against Nebraska. Iowa's 9-2, 6-5 against the spread. Nebraska's only 3-8, but 7-4 against the spread. Iowa's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I got to take Iowa. I think Iowa wins this game in Lincoln, in Nebraska. Uh, I think they they've got they win this game. So you got to take Iowa there minus one and a half. 
Uh, it's a low spread, though, so don't be surprised. I'm one star on that. Don't be surprised if you see Nebraska shocking somebody. Um, Cincinnati against ECU. Cincinnati is 11-0. 6-5 against the spread. ECU, 7-4. 7-3-1 against the spread. Look, Cincinnati, they showed last week. They can run it up. They, they will. They won't do. But at East Carolina, give me East Carolina plus the 14 points. Um, over under 58. And not big on that. Colorado against Utah. Colorado is four and seven. They're five and six against the spread. Utah eight and three. Also five and six against the spread. Utah flat out drug Oregon last week. We all watched it. Uh, it was awesome. Utah's a 23 and a half point favorite. Gimme Utah. I'm laying the points. UNC, NC State. UNC six and five. Not as good as people thought going into the season. Uh, four and seven against the spread. NC State is the ranked team here at number 20. They're eight and three, seven and four against the spread. And they're three and a half point favorite. NC State, one more time. Take them down. Take, take it down, UNC. UNC's basketball uh, got, got drugged by uh, Tennessee the other night. Back to back losses after they lost the day before. And uh, so, yeah, there's nothing good going on in Chapel Hill right now. How about the game? You want to talk about the game? Now, for those of you that are astute college football fans, you will know that there's a couple of different games that refer to their game as the game. Harvard, Yale being one of them. Well, Ohio State, Michigan. Mm. The Ohio State University, Michigan. Look. If you were to ask somebody younger who the dominant team was in this series, they'd probably tell you Ohio State because Michigan fell on hard times. Michigan has 11 national championships. Ohio State has eight. Michigan leads the all-time series 58-51-6. All right? Ohio State's ranked number four in the country. They're 10-1. They're 6-4-1 against the spread. Michigan, 10-1, 9-2 against the spread. Nine and two against the spread in all the all in college football. There are two teams that are nine and two against the spread. All right, that's the best out of anybody. Them and Oklahoma State. Ohio State is an eight-point favorite. I'm getting Michigan at home plus eight. Give me the Wolverines. Hammer down. Go blue. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan at home, getting the points. Over under 64, got to take that over. If you think Michigan's going to stay with them, if you're taking Michigan, you got to take the over. Mm. Now, we saw Ohio State drag Michigan State last week. Yeah, this ain't Michigan State, son. Uh, this is Michigan. This is Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. That was funny. Wake Forest is 9-2, but they're 5-6 against the spread. Boston College is six and five, and six and five against the spread. Wake, you've seen them uh, when they play a team that's decent, have a hard time stopping anybody. Their defense is atrocious, so automatically we take the over at sixty-three and a half, or whatever number they want to put it at. We take the over. Um, they made Clemson's offense look good last week. 
And then uh, Wake is a four-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take Boston College and the points at home. I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to sprinkle the money line with Boston College. Because I think BC wins this game. Hmm. You got the Baylor Bears, 9-2, against the spread, uh, hosting Texas Tech, who's 6-5, 5-5-1 against the spread. Baylor is a 14.5-point favorite. That's not nearly large enough. Give me the Baylor Bears taking down T-Tech. Over-unders at 52. I'm going over in that as well. You'll see a trend here. Houston, 10-1, the Cougars. My boy Keon's team, not his team, but his parents' team, whatever. Seven and four against the spread. They're taking on UConn. They have a, they have a football team, got uniforms and everything. They're one and ten, but UConn is five and six against the spread this year. Do you know why? Because they're always getting a lot of points because they're not good. This week, 32. 32, nope, give me Houston. Even at UConn, but I'm not big on it. I'm not big on that. We're talking one and a half stars, two at the most. Houston's going to win the game, but 32? Mm. That's a lot. A whole lot. Over under 57. All right. UTSA is 11 and 0. Barely, because UAB had them. You had them, Blazers. You had them. You let them slip through. The week before, Southern Miss had them. Mm. Can they can they finish off at North Texas? North Texas is five and six. UTSA hadn't covered the last couple of weeks. They're a ten and a half point favorite. I gotta take North Texas on the points here. Gotta take North Texas on the points. The Roadrunners seem to be slipping by these last couple of weeks, pulling escapes. I gotta take the double digits. Oregon State is seven and four, seven and four against the spread, and oh, they're gonna—it's the Civil War. They get to play Oregon. Oregon's nine and two, four and seven against the spread. Oregon is a seven-point favorite. Give me Oregon State. Oregon coming off that bad, bad, bad loss to Utah, knowing that their national title dreams, their playoff dreams, have probably been crushed. And that they're done, 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 done. Mm. Give me, uh, give me Oregon State. Sprinkle the uh, plus the seven. Sprinkle the money line with it. I like it. Penn State, Michigan State. Penn State is seven and four. Seven and four against the spread. Michigan State nine and two. Seven three and one against the spread. Mmm. Good game here. Michigan State coming off that, you know, getting trounced game. I'll take Michigan State. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Wisconsin's eight and three. Minnesota's seven and four. Wisconsin's six and five against the spread. Minnesota's six, four, and one against the spread. Wisconsin's a seven point favorite here at Minnesota. Over under's only 39. Don't touch this game. Get away from this game. If I got a pick, I'll take Wisconsin. But get away from this game. Um Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's 10-1. Oklahoma State's 10-1. I just told you, Oklahoma State's 9-2 against the spread. Oklahoma's 5-6 against the spread. This is OK State, number 9, 
hosting number 13, Oklahoma. And you know what? I like it. I'm looking forward to this game right here. I know my man George has got it circled. I do too. OK State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me OK State. George, I'm rolling with you. OK State knocks them off. They start screaming like, hey, what about us? What about us? We should be in the playoffs too. What about us? We're 11-1. We beat Oklahoma. And they're going to go probably lose the Big 12 title game because that's what the Big 12 does. Anyway, next man up. Pitt against Syracuse. Pittsburgh is number 18 in America. They're 9-2. They're 8-3 against the spread. Syracuse, 5-6. Also, 8-3 against the spread. This game's in Syracuse in that dome. Pitt's a 13-point favorite. I've liked Pitt's team all year long. I've really, really ridden them quite a bit. And I like them, but I'm going to take Syracuse plus the points in the dome. Crazy things happen. Give me the Cuse. Notre Dame against Stanford. Notre Dame's 10-1, number eight, just sitting there lying in the weeds, waiting to get in the playoffs, maybe slipping in the back door where they could get crushed again. They're 10-1, 8-3 against the spread. Stanford, though, they're not going to knock them off. They're 3-8. 3-8. Notre Dame's a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Irish. Go Irish. They handle another one. BYU and USC, BYU is 9-2, 5-6 against the spread. USC, 4-6, only 3-7 against the spread. They're done, 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 done. I told you that last week with UCLA. UCLA handed, them, uh, handed it to them, and BYU is going to do it this week. Over under 63.5, give me the Cougars, give me the over, BYU and the over. Now, you've heard me talk about the against the spreads, and I know you're all wondering, who is the worst? Who is the absolute worst against the spreads so far this season? This season. Mm. It's New Mexico. New Mexico is 1-10 against the spread. They're the worst. Mm. Indiana, Rice, and Temple are all 2-9 against the spread. Florida International and Texas Christian are 2-8-1. And then all these teams are 3-8 and eight against the spread this year. You ready? Missouri, Maryland, Kansas, Washington, Ball State, Northwestern, Clemson, uh, Florida, and Southern Miss. There it is. There's your, there's your teams to bet against. Starting with New Mexico. But anyway... T-Town Dark League is having a lot of fun right now. Uh, our team has actually postponed our game to next week. Some of them, uh, there was a match played yesterday. The rest of them will be played tonight. Singles League, our division is on a bye this week. The other division is playing. Um, and so there's a, you know, even through the holiday season, there's a, there's gonna, we're still going to be playing every Tuesday night or most every Tuesday night and, and having a lot of fun. The uh, <laughs> it's it's uh it's pretty tight. You can go to ttownartleague.com, look at the standings, look at all the stats and all that. But please notice that some of the teams have already had buys and some of the others have not. So even if you're talking about third dark magic, seeing them over at the top, well, wow, you know, the hoppers right behind them now. You got to remember that we haven't had buys yet. You know, so 
that's a that's a chance for the other teams to catch up, and you gotta you gotta take that into consideration. You got NHL, college basketball, NBA. If you still watch that crap, uh, <laughs> but you got a lot of lot of sports going on, and uh, right now, and it's been a lot of fun. But uh, I do not have time to go into all those college basketball, especially. My goodness. All the tournaments going on right now, so many. So, I will talk about Alabama Crimson Tide, 4-0, 3-1 against the spread so far this season. <laughs> Roll it, baby. I love what Nate Oates is doing. And what I really love is that why everybody wants to talk about the offense. Everybody fires up the three ball, and we love it. He still emphasizes defense. He still emphasizes the fundamentals. And if you listen to his post-game press conference after Oakland, he said, I felt like that was the most complete game that we played. And then he went on to talk about the defensive stats the entire time in his post-game press conference. I love that. I love that he emphasizes the defense when he lets the offense just have fun. And I like where he's at. I like what he's doing. we got a long road to go. You want to be hot going into the tournament. But these wins right now, they're going to build the resume, get the right seating, get up there. There's a reason that higher seeds typically win the tournament. You know why? Because it's a better draw, and that's what you want. They, we always talk about how, oh, really, the you know, season doesn't matter as much because if you get in, you're hot, you can win it, and that's true. See UConn, Kimball Walker, greatest run in the history of basketball. And that had five games in five days in Madison Square Garden, including the triple or quadruple overtime, whatever it was, against uh, Syracuse in the middle of that. And they just kept it going through the tournament and went on and won the whole thing. You know, so you're right. You can get hot and do it. But typically, the higher seeds, they're the ones cutting down the nets when it's all said and done. Um, NHL, man's game. Physical. Physical, physical, physical. I've enjoyed watching the Kraken some this year. Uh, expansion teams are always intriguing to me. So... We're 15 minutes into Villarreal and Manchester United. The score is still 0-0. So I'm going to get off here and go pull on the pull pull the the boys in red through today. I say that, and we're actually wearing blue and black. It's uh, alternate uniform day, I guess. I don't know. They got to sell some more jerseys. They keep the Glazier family uh, in the money they're accustomed to, where they can keep buying more houses over in uh, Danny Shanahan's neighborhood up in Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah, you heard me, Danny. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Anyway, uh, Bayern Munich has taken the lead 1-0 in their match. But uh, <laughs> live updates on a podcast that you won't hear till later tonight or tomorrow. Some of you Saturday. You're welcome. I'll give you some other basketball scores, too, but I'm not going to. Guys, I'm here at Unique every day. Uh... The only night that I actually uh, go out, I actually do any drinking is on Tuesdays now. So uh, that's, yeah, it's dark league night. So we have a few and have some fun. But uh, the rest of the time I'm here and working open to close. And, you know, whether I'm bartending or managing or just doing whatever needs to be done, swing by and see me. This week, you know, last week was the last home football game. A lot of people have been celebrating it. Uh, last night, EK and, and Woody Brought all the Galette staff in, and that was awesome. I appreciate that so much. Uh, you know, we're friends with those guys down there and Purdy, Cirk, and Oliver, everybody. Uh, but uh, they come in, 
And yeah, they're out. Yeah, yeah. Last week was the last home game, so celebrating something. That's awesome. And they're going to be closed this week through Friday. Uh, you know, I see a, a Keon, a lot of his staff, Felicity was actually here with him uh, last night since she dates Woody. But uh, you know, with with Cole and Shane and and uh, Navarro and all those guys over there, and the and the lovely young ladies that he's hired now, uh, they all come by a good bit, and I appreciate that. Uh, I'm not going to get into every bar and everybody that comes by here because I don't want to miss somebody, and I know there's a lot, you know, with the Houndstooth and Hoppers and, you know, now the Rabbit Hole, uh, you know, and, and a lot of different ones around here and stuff. They come by all the time, and I, I'm always eternally grateful. But uh, I know Red Shed will be closed for a couple of days this week. We're not. We're here. We're here. We're open every day this week. In fact, my week got longer this week. Because we're going to open early. on, We're going to be here at 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Day Parade. For the first time ever, we'll, we'll have the million-dollar band. The University of Alabama's band will be leading the parade, starting it out. Number one, because that's what we do, leading it out. So they're all up there in New York right now, like they're having a lot of fun, according to Instagram and Snapchat. And hopefully they are. Hopefully they're enjoying it. And then they get down to the plains and they continue celebrating down there because it's going to be awesome when we whip these tigers. Um, you know, my grandmother had a thing crocheted uh, years ago, and I actually have it. And it says, uh, <clears throat> I'm proud to be a Bama fan. I belong to the group elite. I bow my head in humble pride while I chew my tiger meat. And that is what's going to happen this weekend. And with that, I'll leave you, as always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win, Bama. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.